We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson. Here today is Wednesday, November 27th, week 13, the day before Thanksgiving. Big week, big week. Last week of the regular season in many formats, including the NFFC, and we'll be talking about that quite a bit in just a second. Uh, as always, our podcast is sponsored by the good, our good friends at Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Please patronize them. Uh, we, we They've been great for us all season long. Uh, my guest today is none other than Matt Modica. We had him on for football. Now we're, I mean, for baseball. Now we're going to have him on for football. Uh, and Matt is leading the overall NFFC Classic. Uh, and with a great team, he's got a good team in the Silver Bullet. He's got a good team in the uh, in the primetime. He's just a great all-around high-stakes player. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm getting ready for the holiday weekend all that turkey tomorrow and three football games with the highlight of the day being my Buffalo Bills at Dallas. Yeah, should be. Well, I don't know if that's going to be the fantasy highlight of the day, but, <laughs> but it might be. Who knows? You know, never, you never know. 
uh, with these things that they, they can turn in a, in a hurry. Uh, so let's talk uh, about news uh, coming up first of the Thursday games. We've got three Thursday games, Chicago, Detroit going to be, it, it's like looking to live down to our lowest expectations, including maybe the lions not having our starting quarterback or they're even their second string quarterback. Yeah, that sounds like, uh, you know, that sounds like the Lions life cycle pretty much. And it was, the biggest shame of it all is Matthew Stafford was having a hell of a season. Yes, he was. And while he played, and he played last year with a broken back as well. So what a shame. Yeah, you know, you never know what's going to be uh, what's in store for him going forward. Uh, that he, this could be a career shaper, not just season shaper. Yeah, no, I mean, at some point he's going to have to, you know, say, what's my life going to be going forward? You know, he's made a ton of money. Uh, you know, his wife has had some really uh, serious struggles. That's right. Uh, with her health. So, you know, he's got a lot going on there. So, you know, just just prayers for his family, I guess, right now. Exactly right. Exactly. Uh, with the news that uh, we might not even have Driscoll, and we don't know for sure yet. We won't know until maybe up to kickoff. But uh, what are you doing with Galladay, Jones? All right, how bad are you downgrading those guys? Oof, I mean, Kenny Galladay, I remember two weeks ago, I just couldn't pull him out of my lineup. He's just been so good to me this season, mm-hmm. and I should have. So that was a mistake there. But, you know, tomorrow, I, I, if I have someone I think is adequate, he's most likely going to be replaced if uh, Driscoll can't go. I mean, at least Driscoll was targeting him a ton. I'm sure that would still happen, but you, you can't be too optimistic here. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I let's see. I'm looking at. I'm trying to find him on my rankings. Him and Marvin, I've downgraded quite a bit. Galladay's at 23. I've got Marvin at 27. You know, and there, there's there's a whole host of guys that are tricky this week. Ty Hilton, Adam Thielen. What do you do with him? Tyree Kill. What are you going to do with him? Uh, you know, I, I hated my wide, doing ranking wide receivers this week. There's so many question marks. Cortland Sutton. What do you do with him? His health plus his quarterback situation. Yeah, I mean, and Corton Sutton, he is a guy that we're watching over this season really turn into someone who's going to be one of the stud wide receivers of the future. And it's just, it's a shame that uh, a great quarterback like Elway can't seem to find someone to fit that role after Peyton Manning. Yep. Uh, he keeps missing and missing. There's a chance Drew Locke make his debut and you know they mm-hmm. traded up to get him in the second round hasn't played it down yet was hurt we'll see what happens but uh at some point we're definitely going to see him this year i mean that would make sense uh I, I think you have to at least see what he could do and i mean i don't know how uh how excited i would be as a broncos fan but look they made the investment now you got to see what you paid for that's right you know, there's going to be a number of uh, there's going to be a number of teams looking for quarterbacks this year. Uh, you could be looking at the Chargers, maybe. Uh, you know, there's obvious ones like the Bengals, of course, the Dolphins, of course. But there's a lot of teams that are kind of like on that that bubble of like, okay, do we cut the cord now? Such a great QB class. Is this the year we take the plunge? Is Philip Rivers is coming off seven interceptions his last two games? You know, they 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 might be in the market too. They could trade up. Yeah, I mean, the Phillip Rivers thing is really sad. Uh, you've watched the last couple of games, as you mentioned, the seven interceptions. The arm looks, you know, 
just terrible. I mean, yeah. it's poor decisions as well. The biggest beneficiary has been Austin Eckler because I mean, yep. that guy's just a beast out of the backfield, catching passes, running routes. So uh, with Rivers, I, I think San Diego at some point has to consider, don't, uh, like the Giants did for years, they never got a replacement for Eli. And, you know, I mean, Daniel Jones is a guy I really like this weekend uh, versus Green Bay. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I think you're going to see what's going to be interesting this offseason is what happens with Cam if he's, you know, gets the foot surgery and everything. 32 years old, I think he's going to be, or he is right around there. Uh, does Carolina keep him going forward? What's the, right. you know, does, does Cam become available to other teams? Oh, I, I would want, I would want to take a chance if, uh, yes, yes. I, 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 re- I think the Kyle Allen got exposed pretty hard in the, uh, Atlanta game at least. And, you know, over the court and just overall, I think, but the question is, is Cam ever going to, Cam ever going to be Cam again? Is he ever going to be healthy? Mm-hmm. No, that is, that is the ultimate question. But if I was a quarterback and I'm looking at Carolina's offense, I, 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 that's the place I, I want to go. If I'm a veteran quarterback that has, you know, some years to go and I'm still good and I got an opportunity to go somewhere. I mean, first off, CMC is the chosen one, but right. you got more, you got Samuel. Uh, I, I don't know how much longer, uh, the tight end's going to hang around Olsen, there, but yeah. the other guy, the oh, yeah, also, thank you. It slipped my mind for a second. Right. But uh, the backup was getting a lot of uh, hype coming into the year as like a deep sleeper. If Olsen didn't, uh, if Olsen wasn't healthy, was it Ian Thomas or yep, something? Yeah, it's I Ian Thomas, and he doesn't have a catch. Yes. Well, I mean, I guess it's it's Greg Olsen's, you know, as long as he's there, he's going to eat and, you know, I guess eat well. But that train, I, at some point, he's going to be in the booth. For sure. For sure. And it'll be sooner rather than later. If it's not next year, it's in 2021. Uh, you know, they, they need that. That'll be another thing where they need some succession planning. So, yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of things of that nature. A lot of other news uh, just going down. There's like it's been a very eventful Wednesday. You know, Andy Dalton's been named the the Bengals starter back again. Ryan Finley was just object, objectively terrible. <laughs> uh, A.J. Green, you know, has been out all year. There was some thought maybe maybe I was propagating said thought that uh, with Dalton starting again, that maybe. Green would come back and make make him more likely to come back. Didn't practice today, at least. Mm-hmm. If I was AJ Green, I would not come back this year. The only way I come back is if the uh, Bengals gave me a contract. Otherwise, I mean, why put yourself right. in this situation right now? I know he's been with the franchise forever, but it seems like optimal optimal for both to uh, move on at this point. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're probably right. He's tight with Dalton. So there is possible that there's the possibility that whole do it for Dalton thing, but I don't. Yeah, who knows? I don't blame you on that yeah. one. I don't blame the only on thing I would see. The only thing I would see is maybe he came back for like the last two games just to show people he's healthy for a, a free agent contract. You know, that's the only reason I can see it. Yeah. Big news: uh, Atlanta. Uh, they're playing on Thursday night, another Thanksgiving Day game, uh, night game at least. Here, Julio Jones is listed as questionable. Uh, he participated in Wednesday's walkthrough practice, missed the first two. I don't know how much of his, uh, how, how active he was in that practice. And for that matter, how could you tell from a walkthrough practice for that matter? Uh, the, these teams on Thursday games, it's always tough to handicap the injuries. 
Yeah, no, it's very tricky with the short week. I mean, Calvin Ridley is like the last man standing and once upon a time was a, you know, stacked receiving core. And, you know, Austin Hooper uh, owners are desperately trying to get him back in action. But I seen he didn't practice again. He won't play today. He's been ruled out. Yeah. So, you know, he's just another guy that I don't know how far how far he is from returning or how close. But, you know, obviously this week with the short week, he's out, as you as you stated. But, you know, do you get him back for the fantasy playoffs? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a and we get ahead of ourselves a little bit. I don't. I'm so mad. I could have had Hooper instead. I went with Vance McDonald. That's my weak spot on my classic team, uh, as tight end. But I do have uh, Jack Doyle, and I think that's going to be kind of valuable down the stretch with Ebron out for the season. Yeah, I mean Jack Doyle's stock just went up. You know, with with uh, EE out. Look, Doyle's a, he's a good tight end, especially with the way things have turned out. I mean, if you look at it, though, a guy like Ryan Griffin did emerge. There have been a couple of guys that have popped up here in what's been a dreadful position. So, you know, you, you just got to be looking every week. This is the final week, at least in the NFFC, what we play in to add those guys. So yeah. if there's somebody out there, you got to take a step. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Uh, uh, meanwhile, Atlanta does get Devonta Freeman back, so they do get one guy back healthy. He's missed the last couple of games. Brian Hill totally spit the bit with his two, his opportunity to start two games, didn't do much at all, lost goal line carries. I wonder, does Quadrio Olison take goal line carries away from Devonta Freeman? Uh, that's a good question. That's possibly he's coming back. Maybe uh, he does get a couple there. I forget who tweeted it, but somebody put out the stats – and, you know, the routes run by Brian Hill and all that kind of stuff. And he produced, I think, 10 points in those two weeks. So if you spent that money, it was, you know, that went up in flames pretty quick. <laughs> Yet another fa- uh, free agent running back fab that didn't work. Uh, although it's funny. We all point, made it made a point of pointing out how bad they, uh, they've done. And then Jonathan Williams turned around and had a pretty good game against Houston last week and is in line to start another one this week. Is he this year's like big fab? I mean, it's looking like that. Just I mean, based on usage alone, and he's looked kind of good. Yeah. So I, I didn't up until a couple of weeks ago, I didn't even realize Jonathan Williams was like still in the league, and I remember him from back in my Bills days. <laughs> yeah. You know, once upon a time. <laughs> That's I know in the Saint or his Saints days for that matter. Yes. However fleeting they were. <laughs> I remember when Williams was going to be a thing and then he was like all of a sudden out and it was like, Oh, that was right. Right before the start of the season, if I recall correctly. Yeah, no, but I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. With what you said, you know, you're looking for that one guy late, especially, and you know, he's, he's produced, he's gotten the opportunity. He looks good in that offense. And I still have no idea when Marlon Mack is coming back. Uh, they say it's not season ending, maybe like week 15. So if you're Marlon the better. Mack only, Sooner the better, Matt. That is my, my, <laughs> I need him in the classic. That killed me. Okay. He was destroying Jacksonville in that game too. Just destroying mm-hmm. him. Uh, and I made the choice of Scarborough versus Williams and went Scarborough because Jordan Wilkins was coming back. And they said he was going to factor in. I'm like, okay, I don't want to deal with the timeshare. I'll get the guy I know is starting. Such a fail. 
Yeah, but I mean, look, at least Scarborough has gotten the usage too. He did he have a hundred yards last I had, had seen? Yeah, like ninety-eight. Ninety-eight, yeah, but 98, he lost a fumble, so he only gave me eight point eight points uh, uh, and nice. didn't catch anything. <laughs> He he can't catch a cold, uh, and that that's the thing. Yeah. In a PPR league, you, you, he's limited a little bit. Uh, that he is. So that was the other thing. I was like, maybe Williams has a possibility of catching, although they have Hines, so I don't know. Uh, I have a tough decision though. So Scarborough or Miles Sanders against Miami this week. You be my expert. Uh, look, uh, I know we're competing and everything, but for me, it's got to be Miles Sanders. And I know people realize how much I love Miles Sanders and how much I've touted him in the preseason okay. and stuff. But he's gotten, you know, double digit points for the most part consistently. Uh, I believe he had, what, 12 rushes for like 60, 70 yards last week off the top of my head. It's against Miami. So I got to think, you know, Howard's still not pra- – I, I got to think he's – you know, he could have a big day here. He's, yeah. he's due for one of these blow-up weeks. And, you know, we just keep targeting Miami with players and stuff and defenses and everything. And that just seems the way to go for me. I agree. And that's – I actually have Scarborough like a couple slots ahead. Of, I mean, I have Sanders a couple slots ahead of Scarborough, uh, at least in PPR especially. I just – Carson Wentz, just get – hit the target. He's so wide open early against Seattle there. But – uh at any rate, um, I was I was going to go Sanders anyhow. So just for 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 the record, um, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a big one. Uh, before we move on uh, to co- talk about more of these Week 13 matchups, a uh, quick uh, note from our friends at Armchair Quarterback. Armchair Quarterback is a real time game where you predict the next play during a live football broadcast. You know what the next play is going to be. Predict it and earn points. Climb the leaderboard and increase your chances to win tickets and other prizes. It's the perfect way to make watching games more exciting. We have a special league for all RotoWire subscribers, and we'll be posting the leaderboard online and mentioning them here. In the past, we've been doing the Monday Night Football game. Make sure to check this, uh, there. It'll likely be the same, so check it there. You can also form your league with your own, with your fantasy friends. The full schedule and game information is available at armchairquarterback.com. Armchair Quarterback, make every game bigger. All right, it's week 13. Uh, the biggest game on the slate has to be uh, Niners-Ravens. Pretty excited about that one. Uh, Niners uh, and you know Sunday night wallop the Packers, Ravens Monday night wallop the Rams. All of a sudden, you know it's like it, it, the narrative changes each night. Who's the better team in the NFL? The Ravens get a, are a six point favorite in this one, Matt. What do you think about that? Well, I I kind of you know I think that's a little tough. I, I'm hoping the Ravens can you know just can continue this onslaught. But I, I know they're home. For me, it would have been a three, maybe four you want to go. Six seems a little high the way that San Francisco's played. Their defense, like as as yourself and I, Lamar Jackson owners, yes. I wish they were playing Miami again in week 13 and not San Francisco. But, you, you know, Lamar Jackson is locked and loaded. I think six is a bit high. Yeah. I think it is too. Uh, and I've still got Jackson three among my quarterbacks. That's as lo- lo- low as I'm willing to discount him. I mean, he's faced every challenge so far. The only game where he looked pedestrian was against the Steelers. Uh, and I think the whole team was off in that, day, in that game. So I'm willing to kind of write that as a one-off. 
Yeah, look, I, I agree with you. And look, you just want pieces of this offense. Like I couldn't believe two weeks ago that Gus Edwards was available. And not that he's, you know, he gets that many carries, but he's a guy that, God forbid, something happens to Ingram. I mean, I outbid myself by plenty, but I'm happy to have him on a lot of teams going into the playoffs oh, heck on yeah. my bench. He's one of the best handcuffs out there. And that's a good lesson, too. And we got one more week of adding these guys. This is the last week of fab uh, in the NFFC. Uh, so and don't leave it on the table. Uh, let's talk. Mm-mm. Let's talk about some tips here. Uh, and, you know, maybe not specific players necessarily because every league is different in the, in the player pool. But what are you looking to do in terms of like, you know, buffeting your roster for the stretch run? I mean, look, you got to have backup kicker. I mean, somebody pulls a hamstring or a groin. You don't want to be taking zeros. You got to have it. I want to have two defenses, play some matchups those final three weeks. Obviously, you know, in, in the NFFC, you, you have two quarterbacks anyway. So that shouldn't uh, be need to be said. But I'm going to look at, you know, for running backs, lottery ticket guys that maybe they get an opportunity at some point down the stretch or even like wide receivers. If it's a good offense and I have a spot to burn, maybe injury or just lack of production, I'm going to add that guy that could possibly step in. You know, not just for every team, but, you know, on the Uber offenses, if if somebody has an opportunity to do something. So that's what I'm looking for. And definitely have two tight ends. Definitely two tight ends. Well, I've got like three already. You want one of mine? You can have Vance (laughs) McDonald or O.J. Howard if you want. Uh, I tell you, I mean, everybody's got to be happy who got Jacob Hollister. uh, He's really uh, been been an exciting addition. You've got Mark Andrews and – I have him in a lot of leagues, and for whatever reason, I spit the bit, didn't get him in this league. Um, and I've been struggling at tight end all year. I've been kind of shuffling everybody in. And Howard got the touchdown against Arizona. That was great. So one game, and then I use him the next weekend, he gets a big fat zero. So he, he's back to being banished uh, because, hey, Bruce Arians banished him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the O.J. Howard saga, you know, outside of that Arizona game, and then what, what happened the following week, Brait went off and got all the targets like, you know, it was back to Brait. So yeah, cause I got to think in the offseason, Howard gets traded. You we can know, only I hope. I think a team like New England or something like that would be interested. I've got Howard <laughs> in a dynasty league. I'm going to hold on to him there because I still believe in the talent. But, man, I mean, it's just a nightmare this year. It couldn't have gone any worse. Everybody who was, who was saying, oh, Bruce Arians doesn't use his tight ends, I blew that off. I was wrong. I thought, okay. You know, he's never had O.J. Howard before, so it'll be mm-hmm. different this year. No, 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 it's not. It's just not different. Really frustrating. I don't Maybe it's possible, too, that, I mean, Howard had the bad drop that led to an interception two weeks ago against, uh, I, I guess it was, uh, uh, who was it? Again? When he was uh, running and the ball went behind his back, that play? Yep, yep where he went behind his back. Oh, that was the- like he's a basketball player. Play. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? The one good thing with Bruce it did live up to the slot guy with uh, Chris Godwin. Yes, it did. That was, you know, the hype, and this time it delivered. Yeah, and it's funny. One week it's Godwin, one week it's Evans. I'm an Evans guy, so uh, I, I need him to go off, and, you know, he might. He might any given week. That's the thing. Sometimes there's, you know, every once in a while they both eat, but it's very infrequent. You know, it's usually one or the other. 
Yes, that, and I'm I'm a Chris Godwin guy on uh, most of my teams. I don't have any Evans, so I went the Godwin route where I could get him. So I'm hoping the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I've got a little. I mean, in in the classic, I've got Evans, and I've got Godwin and other ones. But let's face it, that's the one that matters the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one I'm going to be. Uh, I'm sweating every detail on. Yeah, I, I always remember that line. Look, I don't have kids. I know you have. Uh, you have several. Just two. <laughs> two. two. Well, that's two more than I got. So, yeah. <laughs> but PC, I it's, that an line, infi- like, it's an infinity more than you have. So, yes, I get it. As far as you know, I always, you know that 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 you love your children the same. Well, like with my teams, there are certain teams I love more than others, and others sometimes have to get put to the wayside. <laughs> yeah, or they get minimum effort, especially this time of year. Let's face it. You want to make sure you don't affect the lead by not setting a lineup or anything like that. I'll, yes, no, no, no you, that you definitely have to do. Right. That's that's kind of where I'm at with those. So, but yeah, we'll see about that. A uh, couple other things. I thought it was really hard ranking wide receivers. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, Houston, New England, um, New England's defense is historically good against the pass. I mean, nobody I mean, nobody gets to beats Gilmore. No, uh Another ex-Bill we get to talk about. He has just been phenomenal. Uh, him, Marlon Humphrey, Chris Harris, Tredavious White of the Bills. Yep. These guys have been, you know, no fly zones for the most part. And it's really going to be an interesting matchup. And we look back, what was it, uh, two years ago, Watson had that amazing game versus New England, but they pulled it out at the last minute, the Patriots, I believe, if I remember correctly, but I know we had a monster game there. But this defense, it's tough. I mean, I got Deshaun Watson and Daniel Jones in a league, and I really want to play Daniel Jones. <laughs> That's pretty much the line right there, isn't it? I mean, it's tough. I mean, with with Watson, I mean, the legs help. Uh but and so maybe he could, you know, like Lamar was able to eat enough that we, you know, if you used him, you were still fine against him. But that's the only guy that's done anything, and that's only because he did it with his legs. I've got Watson at nine. I've got Daniel Jones. Uh, where do I have Danny Boy? Uh, I've got him lower. Uh, oh, I've got him way low. Yeah, I'm going Watson. I'd go yeah. Watson there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. But so, what a matchup. Yeah, uh, Hopkins. I have at sixteen among wideouts and. And and it seems crazy. Also, seems like it could be like too high. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for for pushing him down. I mean, DeAndre is he's the man. You got to love watching him out there, his physicality and everything. But I got to think Wolf Fuller, if he could stay on the field, you know, could really have a game. But it's just like, it always just seems like he gets hurt on like every play. Yeah, he's always getting up, holding his hamstring or something. It reminds me of watching Julio. Yeah, I was exactly going to say that. That's so funny. Yeah, and that happened on (laughs) Thursday night. Caught that big play, and then he was down on the ground. And and then he's back in the game later, another big play. But, yeah, Uh, and as soon as you start to count on him, that's when, of course, he gets hurt again. Uh, And and then he's out two more weeks, so three more weeks. Yeah, uh, tough tough nut to crack there. Uh, Tough one to handle. Uh, Other tough games. I think the Monday night game is a really good one. Minnesota-Seattle. If it weren't for for San Francisco-Baltimore, I think this might be the game of the week. This is a fantastic game that will have – Heavy repercussions. I, I believe I just butchered that word, but ramifications. I'm not get a, it, 
ramifications. Thank you. I I knew I said it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the right terminology wasn't popping in my mind at the moment. But in my uh, in my primetime league, and I'm not not primetime in the silver bullet. And the silver bullet for people that don't know, it's basically really just points. Third right. place is the head to head, and that's the and the tiebreaker is points. And right now I'm leading it. Were by four points to second place and less than 30 points to third place. So this is going to be a crazy weekend. And on Monday night, I got Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, and Tyler Lockett. So that game is going to really mean a lot to me. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is huge. And Tyler Lockett was frustrating last week. You're like, oh, he gets the mm-hmm. Eagles. But that win just killed everything, I think. It just killed that game. Uh, but I, I remember watching uh, in the third quarter, I go, that's Tyler Lockett's first target. And you're like, oh, come on. It's killer. And at least he had that oh. long pass to get something. But it was a tough day. Yeah, no, that was a tough day. And I was watching that. I had Russell Wilson going. And it was so frustrating because he threw so many long balls. A couple of them were tough catches to make, but they could have been touchdowns. But the play with Hollister when he scrambled out and looked like he was going to run into the end zone. And then he stopped and Hollister was wide open and he threw the ball like 10 feet over his head. I was like, oh, I was like, I should have started Baker. But I'm a a start your studs guy. And it's really hard. I mean, how do you bench Russell Wilson? You You don't. You just can't. You don't. You know, and the funny thing is he came at a more affordable price than usual. In one league, uh, one of the onlines, uh, NFFC onlines, I had the choice between, I was like, there's me, I think, in the 10 spot or the 9 spot and another guy at 12, and both of us were playing quarterback chicken. And I knew it was time. It was like I was going to take one. And then he, and then he was going to take two quarterbacks, and I was going to get my second quarterback. I knew that's how I was going to play out. Lamar was there, and Russell Wilson was there. I took, I was like, okay, I got a better chance of J- Lamar coming back to me than Wilson, so I'll take Wilson now. Ugh. but still, I mean, it's not like Wilson's hurt me at all. He's been awesome. But no, I mean, what Wilson has been. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. and, he, and there was no way I was getting both, as it turned out. I mean, he was like, you take Lamar, I'm taking Wilson, obviously, and he wanted to take Wilson first, so. Uh, and he's doing better than me because of that. So, so it goes, um, good story, Jeff. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about no, but that's, uh, real quick. That's yeah. a great story. Those are a lot of things that change your, your season. Right. I mean, luckily you got Russell Wilson, who's been right there. I mean, he's been one of the best quarterbacks. So, you know, but if you would have took someone else, it would have been a totally different dynamic. For if you. I took Ben Roethlisberger there, how would my season yep. been? Exactly. And that's about the range you're looking at. You know, we talk about this. They're fungible until until you actually have to look at what they do. Uh, but I, I have found that waiting on quarterbacks has served me quite well still. Um, I'll probably keep doing that. Uh, to that end, who's the next like quarterback that we're going to wait on that's going to way outperform? Is, is it too early to start thinking about that? Uh, for me, I, I think it is. I'm just so locked into this. Yep. Uh, especially this week, I've been in such a good mood. It can only go downhill from here. <laughs> but but I will say this, even in the uh, NFFC, which, you know, you got the 20 rounds and everybody is going to take two quarterbacks. I'm a quarterback snob still. I was a, I was a Mahomes guy. 
Uh, you know, anywhere I can get him late second, early third. And I wanted a, a lot of shares of Watson. But, you know, I would still take a Russell Wilson or a Lamar because they were, you know, they were well priced. You, you didn't have to pay up for those guys like you're saying. My basic point is even if you want to wait, you always got to take two quarterbacks, even if it's a 16-round league, in my opinion, because one of those guys could turn out to be a league winner. Look where Lamar Jackson went this year. And Pat Mahomes was going, what, the 11th, 12th round last year? Yep. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to want to own a lot of Kyler Murray next year. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm with you on that. He's coming on. I think they're going to only improve over the offseason what they add. I think Kingsbury is actually kind of a good coach. If you look at like their play, per play metrics, they've improved across the board. Yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, agree with you on that. The running back situation, I got to believe David Johnson is not healthy. I mean, the way he looks, you're just seeing him in the backfield. He looks like a grandpa running the ball right now. Oh. It doesn't look like him. Uh, they get Edmonds back this week. I got to think it's going to be uh, Drake and Edmonds really divvying up that backfield. I agree. Uh, the, the the comments from their GM, I was reading something on their, on the Arizona site, and he, he was like, if he's out there, you know, well, hopefully he'll, he'll do something and, you know, the role won't change or something like that. But it was it was very cryptic. Um, I, I mean, he's got you can't start David Johnson right now. You have to see something, and, you know, no. absent like Drake getting hurt, then maybe you could. But absent that, I mean, you just can't start him. And look, if, if Edmonds was cut, hopefully you picked him back up because uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, to me right now, Drake has taken the driver's seat, but yep. Edmonds can play a role. I agree. I agree. Um, I'll take and It's not like Drake's falling out of favor. Oh, wait, I can't even finish that sentence. It's so bad. You know, <laughs> you know, it it's all, happens all the time. Uh, so I can definitely absolutely see that. Uh, your Bills facing the Cowboys. What do you expect out of this game tomorrow? Uh, I, this is a big game for me because I really need Dak to shit the bed, be honest with you. Okay. Uh, Joe's got him, who's number two in the uh, overall standings. He's in my league, and I think we got like a 49.8 lead on him. Not that I'm counting. But, no, not you know. at all. So, and we have Zeke on that team. I think it's, I think I might have two shares. Zeke might be on an online uh, and that one. So I need Zeke to, he's been consistent Zeke, but we haven't seen the greatness and I'm hoping that that can happen tomorrow. The key question for me in this game is Amari Cooper versus Tredavious white. Yeah. Is it another Mike Gallup gay or Randall Cobb? Those are guys I'd be looking at, you know, I'm not a DFS player, but I think those guys are going to be heavily involved. And on the bill side, you get a revenge game with uh, Cole Beasley coming back to town. Smokey Brown has been flat out fantastic. I mean, I was happy they got him, but I was like, we need a number one, and he'd be a good number two. And he, I mean, but he's delivered. And here's the thing: tomorrow, Josh Allen gets his first standalone game of his career, and I'm throwing it out there. I'm playing him in the turkey thing. And I'm hoping, you know, upon hope, you got to do something different. Yeah. So see what happens. But I'll be it's going to be a fun game as a fan. Hopefully it's a really good game mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. But I I think these guys look Dak to me. I hear people. I got questions Monday night. I did a Q&A and people want to bench Dak. And I'm like, 
if I own him, he's he's starting unless I have like Wilson, Lamar, you know, which is possible. It, it is possible. That's just the thing. He was going that late. In fact, in the classic, I had a chance. I was the last to take a quarterback and I took Lamar in the 10th. And then in the 11th, I wasted a pick on Jalen Richard instead of starting the, the backup QB run. And mm-hmm. Dak was available to me then. I ended up with Nick Foles instead. I mean, it, but the thing is, maybe I would have been tempted to not start Lamar in some situations and made the wrong call. So if you think about it that way, because there's been games where they haven't been Dak games, mm-hmm. like the Saints game, like last week. Uh, I, I would have started Lamar last week over Dak. But, uh, you know, it, it's just sometimes having that good option can be bad. I mean, it, it's it's there in case of an emergency, sure. But sometimes you can actually like it can actually let you down. No, I mean, that, that is true. That is true. But you know what? Like, I, I believe Chris Vaccaro said on Twitter this week, you know, there's every year there's that one guy, if you enter the playoffs and have him on your roster, you have a great advantage. Oh, yeah. And that, and that is Lamar Jackson. I mean, it was Gurley a couple of years ago. Damian Williams came out of nowhere. But I mean, look at what uh, Derrick Henry did last year. Yeah. I think that first right. game he went off on Thursday night. A lot of people probably had him benched. That's right. You know, they didn't even get that like 45 points. Yeah. There was one <laughs> league where quick, I was contemplating benching him, and then I had some other injury. I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll go with Henry. Yeah, I guess so. Um, now, never benched again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Henry, it's pretty crazy. I think it might have been Evan Silver who tweeted this one out. Look at his touchdowns for like the first two months of the season and from like basically like Thanksgiving on, yeah. his career touchdowns, it's insane. <laughs> it is. It really is. And, you know, they keep on, you know, they kept on putting, bringing people aboard to like supplant him, whether it's Deion Lewis or DeMarco, a fading DeMarco Murray. Murray was actually good for one year and then was, pretty much done after that. But, uh, you know, it's, they, they kept on finding ways not to play him. And now that now they can't imagine not playing him. It's kind of crazy. Um, before we move on one more quick note, uh, from our friends at Yahoo for sports and betting fans in the New Jersey area. This is the moment you've been waiting for sports betting is available today on Yahoo sports and the Yahoo sports app powered by bet MGM. Yahoo Sportsbook, powered by BetMGM, allows fans nationwide to view betting odds across a variety of sports, and users of legal age to bet in the state of New Jersey can click through the odds to place bets on BetMGM. New users 21 or older in New Jersey can make their first $10 deposit and receive $100 in free bets. Go to BetMGM slash Yahoo to get started and for full offer terms and conditions. Also, Yahoo Daily Fantasy continues to launch new fantasy contests every day. Visit yahoo.com slash daily fantasy to enter an NFL, NBA, or NHL contest today. I'm Jeff Erickson. My guest is Matt Modica, you, you, CTM Baseball on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Matt. Please do. He's awesome in baseball and football. As alluded to, he is leading the classic. He's 19th in the sil- silver bullet. He and our buddy, you know, friend of Rotowire, Vlad Sedler, have a great primetime team together. We got this nice little world together here where we got we kind of mixed up. <laughs> How many that, NFFC right. contests did you enter this year, Matt? Uh, as far as the live events, I believe it is, I'll tell you right now, I believe it's seven okay. that I have entered. And I have four teams that should make the playoffs. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Uh, in my it's a profitable year. Run, 
Yeah, my solo prime, I pretty much hopefully locked up uh, the second highest points, which I believe pays like thirty-two or thirty-four hundred. So that that I'll gladly take, and you know, go into the playoffs. That's actually a pretty good team that's gotten better and better throughout the year, which you like to see. So yeah, and like partnering with Vlad, that's a solid team. Uh, me and Andy in the classic, I really like that team if we can stay healthy, and we'll see what happens there. And the bullet, like I mentioned before, that's going to be a crazy weekend, uh, a stressful Sunday. But after what happened, the way baseball broke for me this year, I'm just going to take what the what the good Lord gives me. Oh, there you go. I look at your roster in the classic, and yeah, it's it's great. Uh, you start with Zeke. Uh, what spot were you drafting? Six? Did I get that right? We were six, and that was right about right before the draft. They said Zeke was going to sign. There was like some rumors going that. out there. So I was drafting the same time as you, but in Vegas. Okay. You were in you were and, in New York. I was in Vegas. We were drafting at the same time. And what we did that day, there were two uh, classic drafts going on in New York. So Andy was drafting one. I was drafting the other. So I said, if Zeke, he said, take Zeke. I said, if Zeke's there, I'll take him at six. I wanted Andy to get James Conner at nine, which we did, and it didn't work out too well. No, not so much. <laughs> in, in that one. But this one, you know, we started off with Zeke and at six. Unfortunately, we didn't go Dalvin Cook, but we went Zeke, so I'm happy with that. Look, he's, he's been consistent. I oh, mean, yeah, much he's fine. As, and he yeah. caught a lot of passes last week. If you can keep that up, all the better. Uh, yeah, and then you got Aaron Jones. You've got uh, you and I. We both have DJ Moore. I was drafting eleventh. You were drafting sixth in this. Uh, so our only two players in common are Lamar and uh, and Moore. And boy, that was very was very nice timing for Moore to go off though. That was huge. Oh yeah, that that is. I'm a big DJ Moore fan. I have a I have quite a few shares of him. And like I said, going into the season, I was just a huge fan of the Panthers offense. And I was going on the premise, too, that Cam was going to be healthy and all that. But one of the picks that really panned out for me was uh, DJ Charles. And basically, I went after him because, you know, he has that, you know, the, the spark score freak and all that kind of stuff. So that was one that really happened to pop. Yeah, that, that that really worked out pretty well. A guy that I was using a lot early that really helped me out was Terry McLaurin. I uh, I got list was talking him up, so I was like, okay, I'll take a flyer on him, like the fourteenth round or something like that. Uh, so I didn't even have to fab him. That was nice. Uh, that and, you know, then Haskins kind of cratered his value. However, I'm going to probably use him this week. Uh, I, I think it's they're going to be throwing a lot. Trailing, you know, they'll probably be trailing Carolina. Got 12 targets last week. He's tough because Haskins is so shaky, but at the same time, I think he's so good. I think he'll he'll get enough targets. It'll be worth it. Yeah, no, I would I would start him too this week. I, and as you said, yeah, you know Haskins has really created his value. But you got to think at some point the chemistry they had in college can maybe make up for that. If he's gonna get if he if you're gonna get 12 targets, good things got to happen at some point. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, so, uh, what other, uh, what was, what else has been uh, key to your season here? Uh, in, in all of your leagues, do you, are you a heavy Dalvin owner? Who's the guy you own the most? 
Uh, I do have quite a few shares of Dalvin. Dalvin has has definitely buoyed my teams <laughs> throughout the year. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, I, in a couple of leagues, I was able to go like I got Cook early in that wraparound where say I went with like a James Conner uh, at like say 10. Cook was there. And, I, and I'm talking about when we went live that last week. Yeah. I mean, he was there in a lot of spots. So, you know. I'm happy about that. I'm happy, like, on the last day we were doing it, like, uh, in my bullet, I took Cook at, like, ninth. I was like, you know what? I had loved uh, Beckham coming in. I thought, you know, the main problem was Eli couldn't get him the deep ball. Baker would be able to do that. But uh, Beckham did have a horrific schedule against cornerbacks this year. If you look at, you know, all the matchups he went through. So that was a... You know, as we say, going with Cook over Beckham there really changed my fortunes in that one. Uh, you know, I, I got a couple of Aaron Jones I have on like three teams. And, you know, he's been good. But this whole Jamal Williams thing is just like very irritating. It really yeah, is. For sure. <laughs> Although. But Godwin and Lockett would be the other two guys. I was those were the two receivers I targeted as well. Yeah. And I'll say this, you know, uh, you know, Jones, because of Williams, maybe Jones has stayed healthier this year. That could be the argument. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping against the Giants that, you know, they just unleash uh, Aaron Jones. But, you know, since Adams has come back, you know, he really hasn't gotten the targets. And any targets have really gone to Williams. Yep. So I hope that trend changes this Sunday because, you know, that matchup is just too good. And we need one of those, you know, Aaron Jones, three or four touchdown weeks. Yep, exactly. Matt, you do a lot of work for The Athletic. What do you got on your what, – what do you want to promote there that what you're working on right now? Uh, like I said, I've been doing a, a football article every week. Uh, this week, I took off. I did a Q&A on Monday night. I'll be back on Tuesday pretty much with a season synopsis. And hopefully, you know, it's a, a very profitable one, which is trending that way. But we still got to play the games this week. Yes, sir. And then, you know, I'm planning on having a baseball article out in the month of December. Just a little holiday cheer. Get everybody ready. Because, I mean, I'm doing some drafts. I might even be on the clock right now in a draft champions. I'm doing some drafts. I really haven't done a deep dive yet fully. I've looked more at pitchers than I have at hitters, but I definitely have some guys that I'm starting to fall in love with, which is dangerous because we're not even in December. Right. Yeah. And well, Hey, the cycle starts sooner and sooner. It seems like, you know, Jenstad and I did our pod on Sunday. Yes. Uh, That's an awesome pod. That's my favorite pod out there. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. And it it whetted both of our appetites to talk more baseball, too, which is good. You know, still got a lot of football left, but, hey, I I, I can walk and chew gum. So we'll do that. Um, Matt, thank you so much for coming on today. This is a lot of fun. Good luck uh, in all your teams. Congrats so far on a great season. And good luck to you. Uh, You know, let's see. Hopefully we're right there at the end fighting it for that overall prize. And God bless Lamar Jackson. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> That's going to wrap up today's show on an evangelical note. Uh, today's broadcast was brought to you by Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Thanks again for listening. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>